Hello. Hi, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> How's everything going? How's everything going? There? Uh, pretty good. Uh, this, is a, this is an unusual time for us to do this. Do this you is know a that? weird. This is a weird mm. time, and I feel, but I feel good about the time. I feel good about the time. Hmm. I have hmm. to, I have time for you, and I make time for you. I get that sense. If I called you up, you would you would make room on your calendar any, for me. Any time. You need hmm. something. You need a tank of gas. You know, like someone you know run out on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm there, man. It's funny. I was just about to re up our uh, our AAA, but no I, need. Huh? No you need. offer roadside you offer roadside assistance to a certain degree. I mean, there are you have to. It's a reimbursement kind of thing. Like you, okay. you it's out of pocket, and then. How okay, are you? What's uh, what's the weather like? You were saying earlier today in our private call mm. that it was nice and warm out. It's extremely hot. Yeah, this city screws with you. It's really hot. I'm sweaty. I uh, I really screwed up because I forgot to eat. So I just had a very I ran with a very unhealthy meal and then I ate it very quickly. I think I may I may have hit rock bottom. Mm. But but it's good. I mean, you know, exercise is good. It is good. You know, yeah. As far as I know, I don't have heart problems. As far as I know. Okay. That's the problem. You go to the doctor and they'll tell you what's wrong with you. If you avoid it. How do you feel about doctors? You like doctors? Um, there is a, you know, yes and yes and no. I would, when I was, I was raised that doctors were sort of like gods and that they knew all and like, well, the doctor said to do this, so you must do it. But I came to learn later in life that doctors sometimes don't know what the heck they're talking about. But they have to be confident all the time. Treat the patient, not the symptoms. Mm. Mm. Holistic. That's very wise. It is holistic. I, uh, yeah, I'd be a terrible doctor because I'm, I'm never sure of much of anything. But yeah, you have to be. I mean, you have to be. The weird part is <clears throat> I've had this. I'm sorry. I had some dim sum <clears throat> cotton. My glottis. <laughs> I... Um, <laughs> I um, uh, the weird thing to me is when you go to different healthcare professionals with what feels like essentially the same things and you get different results from different people. That makes it feel like a crapshoot. It feels, makes it feel more like a, a witch doctor or a, uh, I don't know. Is that, is that ping pong? Witch doctor? Is there, I, is there a politically correct term for witch doctor? Is that not the preferred nomenclature? I think you're thinking of shaman or shaman, as you would say. I think it's shop person. Shaman is a different thing. Shaman mm-hmm. is... Now, does a shaman do stuff with bones? They have or bones, that, and that's an where they have... The, that's an osteopath? Oh, you're thinking of the thing where they have the bones, and they shake them, and they dump them out on the ground, and if, if they're, like, crossed, then it means you're going to die, and if they're not crossed, it means you're all right. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good diagnosis. Probably drink some more water, get more sleep, check your bones. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of Santeria uh, in Florida. Were you around Santeria at all? I mean, only in the sense that I practiced it. Oh, really? Okay. And that's something that in Orlando, do you have a temple for that? Or is it like, do you meet like at a YMCA or how does that work? Well, they don't have basements in Florida, as you know. So Mm -hmm. you're required to meet above ground. Uh, But usually it's just the room is really dark and kind of humid. And it's Mm -hmm. like in that movie, Believers. Hmm. You ever see that? No, are there chickens in it? There are. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't consider myself a person of faith in the way that I used to be, but I think once the chickens started showing up, I'd have some questions. And that's, see, this is just purely the cultural differences that we face every day as a Floridian. Hmm. This is, is hmm. this the Florida, is this the Florida show, Merlin? Oh, this could so be the Florida show. Florida are show. Ready? Are you really ready for the Florida show? I'm ready. Hit me. Let's you do know, it. It's, uh, 
<clears throat> there's a big uh, national thing happening today. And apparently two of the states that will have an outsized influence and some of the most screwed up systems are, are Florida and Ohio, where I'm from, both of which I'm from. How can you be from yeah. two places? How can you not? Does it just blow your mind? Yeah, well, dude. you know, what do you mean? How can you? Wow. The weird part is when I moved to Florida, let me start over. <clears throat> when I was moved to Florida at the age of 12, um, you just, you did not meet many people who had been born there. It was very unusual. In fact, I think, yes, it wasn't too many years later, you could actually, you could get a license plate that said native on it, like an official license plate. Right. This was something that you would, you would sort of flaunt your nativity. <laughs> you brag, you brag on your uh, nativity. Kind of grandstanding about it. Yeah. What do you call it? High fiving? Big tipping? What do you call it? Big pimping is what you're thinking of. Don't you call it? <laughs> yeah. And now they got a lot of plates. They have, did you ever look at how many plates they have in Florida now? They have the space shuttle. They have mm-hmm. the orange. And then they have the other one. I, I, I think it's, I'm going to have to do some research, but I think you can give an arch political opinion on practically everything or like which community college you went to. All right, hang on. I'm doing an image search on Google. Mm-hmm. For like Florida license plates? Sunshine I State. Think- MyFlorida.com mm-hmm. looks like the place to go. MyFlorida.com. Ooh, yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Ugly site. FAQs on, oh, there's a whole section on specialty license plates. When did you first emigrate to Florida? Because you were not born there. Well, in terms of the origin story, my grandparents, my maternal grandparents moved to Florida when they retired the oh. year that I was born. Okay. Which I'm sure was a coincidence. Right. <laughs> 1966, uh, they, they uh, emigrated. I like emigrated. saying it that they, way. Hmm? 1900. Oh, once, once you start, it gives everything you say so much more portent. It has a weight to it. 1978, Neil Young put out a record called Comes a Time. How do you um, use the ought? Like if you're like 19 ought, what, how does that work, ought? I've been looking into that because I think there's a chance that I've been using it wrong in the same way that I realized I've been using ampersands wrong. I think you use ought for zero in uh in a in a year that has the digit a digit zero. Know, like, right. uh, uh, 1966 my grandparents uh retired to Florida and uh and I would go and visit them you know uh, our family would visit them like a couple as a, times a group did you ever go by yourself did you ever fly by yourself did you ever visit on thing. your own yeah I would visit on my own I uh I, this sounds so uh, monkey balls today but I would uh fly <laughs> this is back when airlines were something that you could have human beings on um, working as well as traveling. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, it wasn't, I don't think you even paid extra for it. Well, I think when I was seven, it was the first time I flew alone there. I was seven the first time that I flew alone. You're kidding. No. Huh. It was, wasn't it awesome? It was, the wings. it was both, this I think is where the, as you know, I no, no longer have any fear of flying whatsoever. But in a past life, I used to be in what you would call a nervous flyer. And I think it maybe started when I was a little kid because I was flying alone and I felt like I was the only one on the plane that knew there was something wrong with the plane. But hmm. that's a different show. Oh, I'm very interested in that. I'm very interested in nervous flyers because I think I might be stupid. I'm entirely aware of how implausible it is that, that air and dark matter is keeping a, a multi-ton thing in the air. I think it might be one of those, uh, what is it called, uh, Capricorn 16? Like one of those fake moon landing <laughs> I things? I think you're thinking of Majestic 12. Okay. 
And it has nothing to do with the Watchmen. No. Okay. Or before the Watchmen or after the Watchmen. Yeah. I've been reading, uh, it doesn't matter. It's Florida show. Florida show. Should we no, tell people it's the Florida show? You should tweet it out. Um, all right. So I'll I would, tweet it. I would will, you re- period- will you retweet if I do that? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, is, do you think this is what people tune in for? This, the Florida show? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so my viewport into Florida came via um, all of the numerous cliches of Florida, which I think were largely propagated by the Convention and Tourist Bureau <laughs> of Florida. <laughs> yeah. You got your oranges, you got your sunshine. Yeah. You know, and uh, this continued years into years after until I had actually moved there. And everybody I knew from other states would ask the same thing. They would say, so do you go to the beach every day? Or it, like, do you go to Disney World every weekend? Right. That's that. So when I was a kid, I don't know if it's like this for you. When I was a kid, that is how hardwired the, I'll say cliches of, of Florida were. I'll tell you something worse. Do you remember the Warner Brothers cartoon uh, where the two uh, gentlemen are shipwrecked? And throughout the course of the cartoon, one of them is sort of a, uh, rotund, which I think is a politically correct mm-hmm. way to say. And the okay, other is sort of tall and thin. And throughout this cartoon, they each uh, sort of envision the other one as different food items as they're starving. Oh, yeah, like maybe one guy's a pork chop. Yeah, and in, like his, in his mind, like the one guy turns into like a, like a hamburger or like a chicken leg or whatever. And um, to me, like that's what I thought Florida was like. I, I, I kid you not. Oh, you I mean th- like a New Yorker cartoon of a desert island? Yeah, like a desert island and like maybe, you know, like I remember asking my parents when they, well, my mom, when, when we were moving, I said to like, do they, and, and this was so, I was absolutely sincere. I was like, do they have schools in Florida? Like, do they, do our kids in Florida? Like, I, was, I really was this, like, I thought we were moving to a, like, like some kind of like island, like the lost island. Had you visited there much? No, uh, we went there one time, but we went to, you know, like basically visited my grandparents in the condo where they had moved. And in my mind, it was like that was the one part of civilization. But I didn't see any schools. I didn't see any kids. It was just old folks. Is it uh, Treasure Coast or where? Uh, no, this is a. Well, where do you think Boca? Where do you think Boca? Boca. Boca. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. I'm sorry, I don't know where you're referring to. The rat's mouth. The rat's mouth of the rat. There's also a Boca Grande. I've been to. A Boca Grande. Yeah. Boca I have not Grande. Been I've not been there. Yeah, it's a nice. Uh, that's a really nice place. Actually, it's a nice little resorty area. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I was really, really high one night. Um, nice, as you do, as you do. And I, I got, uh, I got in an argument with somebody about uh, the kinds of things you get in arguments uh, with when, when you're uh, when you're high. And as this is in Florida, naturally. But um, but you know, somebody. It was this friend of mine who knew everything, and he was talking at length about all these things that go on in Central America, United States, or it's like we're down there, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, how do you know Nicaragua even exists? Right. Like, you've never, you've never been to Nicaragua. You've read a little bit about Nicaragua. If you're super duper cool and smart, maybe you picked up a copy of, uh, you know, what, The Economist or something, and you've read, <laughs> you might have read the, uh, the world book <laughs> entry on Nicaragua. But I think, I think truthfully, I, for years now, my, my friend Grant first coined this term, uh, the file card. Grant, Eddie Grant, Eddie Grant. My Grant. No, no, not the Electric Avenue Grant, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Palm Beach uh, Grant. My friend Grant, who until recently was an editor at The Sun, the tabloid. Oh, The he Sun. He wrote a lot of those stories. Yeah, he wrote all those stories about like alligators that turned into kids and stuff. <laughs> uh, good man. And uh, 
but he introduced this notion of the file card. And I think everybody's got a file card. So a lot of people, so you say to somebody, you meet somebody from um, where? You meet somebody from Anaheim. And your file card in Anaheim is going to be either the Angels or Disneyland. <laughs> like, you're, you're not going to talk about, like, the third most popular McDonald's in Anaheim. You have a <laughs> right. file card. And I, I, this, Grant introduced this notion, and now I, I, I frequently will use that phrase. People will be perplexed. They'll say, oh, yeah, you know, my file card on Park Slope is hipsters. Like, do you have lots of bearded hipsters there? And, and taken to an extreme, it becomes like, oh, my file card on Philadelphia. <sighs> do you know a tall guy named John? <laughs> yes, I know everyone in Philadelphia named. Of course, I think this is the case. I think Florida is one of the file cardiest locations in the world because everybody's got little file cards on it. And you're absolutely right. More to like the, a, the, make... the hanging Chad state. Mm, let's not get into that. All right, well, it seemed already. apropos. It does. They got Chads. They got hanging. And what is it? <laughs> Homer calls it uh, America's Wang. That's right. Um, but but and I think your experience is not unique. Because people who've been to Florida take a, a, a big jet from somewhere normal and it flies through the air and it lands and then you inhabit an area for a little while and then you fly back. And, you know, you certainly, there certainly have been people who went to six cities in different parts of Florida on the same visits. There probably are people who went to Tallahassee and to, uh, let's, the ones I know, you've been to Tallahassee, you've been to Jacksonville, you've been everywhere, man. You've been to Gainesville and maybe you went to Key West. Well, first of all, Florida is so much longer and bigger than anyone realizes. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really huge. Like typically in a state here in the U.S., uh, I mean, you can you can drive a great distance across a state, and it's mm -hmm. not going to take you that long. In Florida, yeah, maybe you know, east coast to west coast, not that bad. But like the idea of driving from like Fort Lauderdale to Orlando, that's that's like four hours, and you're not even halfway across the state. Right. It's a long yeah. state. And Tallahassee is quite a different experience than Gainesville, for example. Very oh, different yeah. places. Well, but to, to your point, though, I think your, your, um, your incorrect um, feeling about Florida is actually sort of weirdly correct, which is that this is, this is really grossly unfair to a large amount of people who live in Florida. But, I mean, can most people out there reel off the names of 20 cities in Florida? Considering no. how big Florida is and how many people live there, it does have something like islands. And for example, you heard, you heard me and our listeners heard me say Treasure Coast. And you say things like Treasure Coast, Space Coast, Sun Coast, um, <clears throat> Gold Coast. Is that the other one? Is that like the, up in the northern part? Yeah, the Gold, the Gold Coast. But there are these like corridors, these megalopolises that go like in the, in the southeastern part. You've got kind of like this corridor up what, up one or something like that. Is that right? You've got like this big... Through the Treasure Coast, the Space Coast, you've got, just got these giant argh, megalopolises. You've got over here you, in the, on the west, you've got the Sun Coast, which is this big glob of Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, and the satellite places, which is where I mostly lived. Um, the, but the thing is, the, like for us, when we would drive to Orlando or drive to you know, Kissimmee, St. Cloud, to go to Disney, that was, that was a two-hour drive to get halfway across the state. Right. And that's in the middle of the state. Mm-hmm. So those poor bastards who come down and from uh, whatever, come down from Atlanta and go, yeah, I'm going to go down to Key West for spring break. It's like, have you, did you get a trip tick for that? Because I think you're going to be a little bit surprised yeah. at exactly how much driving that is. Because that's going to be at least what we should do at Google Maps. But that's, uh, but that's just even once you get into Florida, it's going to be hours and hours and hours. Oh, yeah. But the reason I, I'm talking about this at length is I think it gets at part of what makes 
the fact that I mean, the thing I mentioned about not having many natives and the part about it being having these isolated islands of activity lend a lot to what I perceive to be Florida's character, um, for better or for worse, which is that there are a lot of people who like, I, I've met, a, I've met a lot of people in Florida who like, oh yeah, we visited my relatives, you know, in, in Naples or, you know, yeah, I checked out the college in Sarasota, but I don't know that many people that like went to anywhere that wasn't one of those big places. You might go to Roger's Christmas house. <laughs> Is that still there? Is that in Maitland? No, where is that? <laughs> I don't think that's in Maitland. They do have the Maitland Arts Center, though. Maybe oh, it's yeah? part of that. Maybe it's been subsumed. But, like, how many people are going to Merritt Island? Merritt Island is... Where is that? I know that name. That is uh, on, on the definitive Space Coast. It's like Cocoa Beach area, but not Cocoa okay. Beach. You know what I'm going to do? But, I'm going to put hmm. a link to the Google map of Florida into the show notes okay so that people who are unfamiliar with the geography of florida will find themselves pleased to learn about it well you ever i remember reading about this in interest psych and so i, I did it to kind of i'm getting to that age where it's really fun to screw with my kid so i did that thing where you take um a broad but like short glass and then you take a tall and slender glass and you put exactly the same amount of liquid into both you know, and uh, ironically enough, most people will, will say that the tall glass has more in it. But in this case, Florida, I think because it's narrow, it doesn't, you don't get how like sort of big it is and how remote those things are, um, especially if you've never been there. So well, I think one good example would be like, Tallahassee is a pretty good example, but Gainesville is a really good example. Yes. So you're like driving, 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 driving. You might as well be in just about any mosquito and roach infested Southern state. If nothing's happening, it's just lots of trees and driving and driving. And then boom, suddenly it's like all, all futons and, uh, and pizza places. <laughs> right. Your like, reference there happened? is to this, the, this... to the college because it's a college town and the college students eat pizza on their futons. I bought my first futon, Gainesville, Florida. Nice. They do make mm -hmm. good they, ones there. They have bookstores. At least they did when I was there. But mm -hmm. it was very, again, the islands. You would drive and drive and drive. And, and first of all, that driving and driving is like, it's just the thing you do there. Don't you think? Yeah. You dri everybody drives. I mean, and this quite a comparison, I think, to where you are in, in San Francisco, which I think is very much a walkable city in a lot of ways and and public transportation, very accessible in Florida. Like if you suggest a bus ride to someone, they'll either be shocked and offended or they'll just laugh at you. N there is no public transportation in Florida. No, it's, it's, it's for maids and rich people with DUIs. <laughs> Everybody else with a DUI rides an old bike, That's right. which is why you're obligated to throw trash at them in and Florida. And like, you don't, you don't take, I mean, maybe in downtown Miami, but you don't take like a, you're not taking a cab anywhere. You're, you own a car. And you're driving no, and cabs, everything cabs is 30 are for minutes. old people going to Publix. And that's just about it. <laughs> right. Did you get that? Did you get that? Old yes. people going in cabs to Publix? Publix, by the way, is the grocery store of Florida. It is the national Florida <laughs> grocery chain. And it is, uh, it is very cool. Uh, oh, it's, it's, it, it's like, it's, it's really like, good grocery store, by the way. It's like Kubla Khan after going to our safe <laughs> By hand of God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I do know. On State Route 54, a stately grocery dome, the Mr. Publix decree. It's I go there and you know what's amazing? Two carts can fit down the aisle. I know, side time. by side. And you know what? If you bring a car, there's a place to put it when you park. 
And they would have the best like Thanksgiving time and Christmas time commercials that made you feel like having a, a, a real family in Florida was possible. And like you almost felt like there would maybe a season would be coming your way, even though it wouldn't. And these no. Publix commercials would be so co- homey. And they were really, you're right. Really where good. Shopping is a, where shopping is a pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, and they were good. And as, so the, again, this is going to be slightly a rehash of the tiny bits we've threatened to do this show before. But when I was a kid, there was two grocery stores. And I'm not going to put this in the stark terms that I know you know I'm codedly saying this in. But, but there were always two grocery stores. You had Publix <laughs> and you got Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Which had the fishing, fishing lures that you Fishing enjoyed. lures I used to love to, uh, to spend my Sundays looking at. And the, the knives, the pocket knives that you would just covet. And the, and the malt liquor. Malt it was liquor, the filthy, everything. Filthy crying barefoot baby store. Yeah. It was, there was just always like always. nearly Why? naked children. Why? Failing. I think they got a discount. <laughs> double coupons. Remember when Dixie had double coupons. <laughs> and, and like if you've lived somewhere in another Southern state and you have experience with a Piggly Wiggly, that's mm-hmm. the closest you're going to get to understanding a Win Dixie. Right. The comparison, the difference between of levels. Now in between those, you kind of had the Albertsons. Yes, that's right. You got and, and, and again, food you got, line. even in the eighties when I was uh, when I was in my prime in uh, in Florida till the time I was leaving. Were you still heavy? Um, were you, you were pretty heavy then. Um, I can send you some pretty good pictures of when I was was a, a truly a, a a portly homunculus. Sorry. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, I had. I it was bad. Everything I had. I was wearing like you know Adidas and Lightning Bolt shirts. <laughs> I had, uh, I had a very, very, I think, I think I got one of those haircuts that comes with a free bowl of soup. You know? Oh, wow. Hey, did you, uh, did you ever shop at, uh, there were, there was the Albertsons and I mentioned the food line. You know, what was funny? You, you, have you ever seen Lost, the TV show Lost? Mm-hmm. You know how everything, uh, you know, everything in Lost had like the Dharma sticker on it and it would be like peanut butter and it would just have the, that was food line. But that was Food Lion 20 years before Lost ever came out. Like everything like a, was... Like an octagon on it? Well, it wasn't so much the design of it as it was the just generic, you know, Food Lion brand Cheerios. And it would say Cheery Cereal or whatever. And it was all... Oh, it'd be like a Cherry Hose. Right, Cherry Hose. And it was never the real thing. That's my and, new and it, dancer name, by the way. <laughs> the only thing that resembled the actual original product was the picture on the box. If it even had a picture, it might just be a white right. box that would say breakfast cereal and it would be, it would be 79 cents and then the legitimate brand would be five bucks. So no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, uh, was not Jewel Osco, um, Jewel, remember there was the one and it was like our, it was the first and I'm sure, I, I think Jewel Osco was also, Jewel was like a, like a, um, uh, I know I had a friend from Illinois that was really into Jewel. Oh, oh, sorry. So one thing in passing. God damn it. This is gonna this is gonna be a multi multi episode arc. I don't First care. of all, do, do you know about this? Do you know about what was the other big chain that was open twenty four hours? Um, there's another big change. Not chain, Albertsons. I don't think it was Albertsons, but you know, Florida is a is a right to work state. Amen. As they say. Same here in Texas. Love it. Love it. There's not a, not a union in sight, but you know what happened? Um, there was. Gosh darn! Anybody on Twitter, uh, if you can help me with this, um, there, what would happen was the places like Kroger, and Kroger. which was based in Cincinnati, yeah. my hometown, um, they would go start like a, a grocery chain at Avignon. Like they would go create a whole new 
like it's Kroger. It's more like, you know, welcome to Brogers where we don't have unions. <laughs> so in order to, to like be okay with the union deals that they had across all of the other states, they would have to come up with a whole new shell grocery store. And it would basically you'd still get Kroger style products. What about best mayonnaise and Hellman's mayonnaise? Same deal. You ever notice that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, same deal. But um, hmm, hmm, there's so much to cover. Um, but you know, my impression though, when I when I moved there, so uh, my uh, mother married this fella, and uh, we ended up moving to Pasco County, which is on the uh, west coast, on the Sun Coast. It's north of Tampa, um, and you know, we lived about what three four miles from the water. But one of the things, I, even at the tender age of about 13, I remember realizing something that really struck me. <laughs> when, okay, so whenever the book Megatrends came out, so that might have been in high school, but was, I was reading that book Megatrends, which is a really big deal in the early 80s. It was about the 10 big things that are going to happen to change America. And most of them turned out to be true. Um, things like, you know, a giant change in population to the South, you know, Florida becoming one of the big things. But what I realized was, one of my, one of my in addition to feeling like a lot of the, well, I'm not going to be unkind. One of the first things I remember thinking was that this, my, where I lived, didn't make anything. That it was all primarily people in the service industry serving other people who worked in the service industry. And as I became more aware of things like how people make airplanes and cars and stuff, it always seemed so weird to me. Yes, people what they do, and almost everybody worked either in like government, education, or the service industry. There's, there was very little in the way that I was aware of. There was, there was all, you know, there's always all kinds of different like light industry things in different areas, but you know, and you must've felt that to the 10th power in, in Orlando. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was Orlando and I, you know, like I remember for the longest time, you know, you'd, you'd be traveling, you'd go to an event, you'd see some, and you, people would say, Oh, where do you live? Oh, I live in Florida. Where? It's Orlando. People live there. Like right. e- even other people in Florida would ask you, would ask you this question. Like, oh, well, I it's thought like saying, it was just like Disney. You live at a Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> right? I live at the Holiday Inn Express off you know off Route uh, Twenty Three. Like, oh, yeah, I got, I got my grandparents' old place. I'm with the uh, Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> you know, there's so many weird. We just need to talk about Florida, like the way people live in Florida, because it's not like anywhere else I've ever been. I, that just the way housing is, is so strange. And the way that neighborhoods sort of all sprouted up, you kind of have like, I know I'm getting kind of off track of where you were going, but oh, I'm, like, giddy, I'm giddy. I don't even know where to begin. There's I have so three, many things I want to talk. In, in, you may correct, you may amend this, but it feels to me like in Florida, there's sort of three kinds of houses that you have. The, the first type of house, which is by far the most common, is something that was built within the last like 15 years. It's made like absolute crap. It will be destroyed in the, the most mild hurricane force winds and you'll wind up with tarps all, all over the roof. <laughs> and and, it, and, and basically it's like a box of saltines with an air conditioner. Yeah. And it's like zero lot line. You don't really have a yard. All the grass is St. Augustine. It's burnt up. Um, the driveways are that awful white concrete. And, and, and so you have that. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Edward Scissorhands. In the beginning mm-hmm. of Edward Scissorhands, the neighborhood that they show, which they're showing to sort of de- exemplify the conformity and the sameness of everything, which later, of course, as sorry I'm ruining the movie, is changed by the presence of Edward Scissorhands in the movie, etc. But it shows this sort of cookie cutter neighborhood with these tiny little lots and the houses that all look exactly alike and everything. These these huge developments that was filmed like in Tampa, so the, that those kind of places exist, and that's the proliferation. I believe so that, it was. I'm family serves I'm going to check this. I think it might've been in Dade city. I think it was okay. just, just east of where I live. There you go. 
So this is, so that's like type number one. And that's, that's the most thing that you're going to find. And and they all have those roofs where they're, they're, um, gosh, what do they call that? The, um, Mexican tile style roof. You know, the one I mean, yeah, I know exactly what the ceramic, like terracotta, terracotta. Yeah. So which those things break if you just touch them and, and that's type one type two, it's a 1950s neighborhood that the houses do not look alike, but they're all ranch style houses. They all are, you know, just pretty much identical. Those are actually all right. And then you wind up with like the old homes that were built in the, an old home in Florida, by the way, is like the 1940s. That's an old, old, old home. Like that's when they knew how to build a ranch style house. There you go. And, but that's it. Like there really is no variation and houses all look alike. They all look alike. The neighborhoods, no one is outside in them usually. They're all locked up inside because it's too hot or else they're uh, out back in a pool. And nobody has, people need to know, attics are not really for anything, like not even storage because they have several different kinds of termites. And because it's so hot up there that you could put something up there and if it's up there for a week, it's ruined, whatever it is. They have no basement because there's water. You could get, you could get one of those attic there. fans where you, you could you could so you guys two ways you could you could roll with this. And if you were really fancy, you could do a couple. We 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 really tricked it out and got the pull down stairs. You know? Oh this, wow. This, you know, what, you what, you, what could you put up there? Um things we didn't care about. Like um, things you really did want to get rid of, but for some reason couldn't. See, this is, I think that's, that's a life hack. I think that every the house should have a place for things that you, you pretend to keep for a reason. But, uh, <laughs> and then, oh, a, it got ruined in the attic. Oh. The, life, the lifesaver, though, was you could, this seems silly. When I first heard about this, I didn't believe it, but you can get one of those giant like industrial fans that you put into where the door is right. to your, and I think they actually, we didn't, they didn't call it an attic. They call it crawl space. Crawl. Oh. And mostly it's just that pink insulation up there. Oh, that stuff. Um, but, um, but, Yes. Okay. So yeah, you can go check out uh, the Edward Scissorhands. But you know what's funny is is there are some things that are very similar to San Francisco. Um, what you're describing with those houses that f- the houses that the house that we lived in after we moved to Pasco County. First, we lived in St. Pete. It's a long story, but in uh, 1980 we moved to Colonial Hills, uh, which is a subdivision in I think we're in Colonial Hills uh, three and four, if memory serves. And uh, and I remember getting so excited because our, my stepfather, who was the worst human being that ever lived, had painted this picture of like what it was going to be like to live in Florida, and we were going to get this custom house, and it was going to be really cool and trick it out the way we want. And you know, I I had you know, as I've said, had a pretty modest background. I had all these fantasies about what it was going to be like, and we went to the every subdivision has a house that you go to and then they can walk you through the model houses. Oh yeah. And they go, okay, this one, this is the Jefferson. It has this. layout. Okay. This one is the Madison. It has this layout, right? This one is the Nixon. We can't show you that layout, but you go in and you pick out, you pick out the house you want and then they make it just slightly different for you. Now that's actually something that happens in my neighborhood too. They call them Dolger houses. This guy Dolger built these houses that are all essentially identical, but you would have some interesting variation in the way the facades were put together, small changes in the floor plan. But yeah, but what you're describing in the neighborhoods that I lived in pretty consistently in Florida were houses that had been built between the forties and the seventies. Right. Um, and, you know, we're, we're skipping over one giant thing. And I'm not just going to say mean things, but to skip over one giant thing, one unskippable thing, I don't know why anybody ever stopped in Florida. It's, it, it, if you've ever lived in somewhere, especially in North Florida, Central Florida, and your air conditioning goes out, you know, none of those houses were ever built 
to be like, uh, you know, like the, the, the houses from uh, Gone with the Wind with the whatever 13 foot ceilings. These are eight foot ceilings. In some cases, windows you could barely open because all they would do is hurt the efficiency of the all important air conditioning. Right. And so if you ever have to be somewhere like outside, unless you really, really, really like you're, you're like my grandfather who's from South America and you couldn't get it hot enough for his liking, it became there's it's almost like Las Vegas in the sense that there's so much infrastructure required to keep things even tolerable. You know, um, you got to filter your water because it's very hard in most places. If you ever see the sprinklers out somebody's outside somebody's house, will make these fan shaped rust stains all over the house because the, of the hard. The water is awful. So then you soften your water and then it's too soft and you can't, you're in the shower for 45 minutes, not doing anything fun. But the thing that's struggling about those houses, yeah, there's very little variability. They're very, there are, as they say, planned communities. So there's a plot of land that somebody bought for cheap at some point. They put out some houses for relatively cheap. And the thing that strikes me in retrospect is how close together the houses are. Where, thank God for air conditioning, because if you open your windows, you can hear every single thing the people in the next house are saying. They're literally like 15 feet apart. I don't know if it was like that, like your last house sounded really nice, but like where my mom lived, uh, it was really, really jammed together. Oh, they're almost always, I mean, they're really tight. And, and and, And here's the other thing. You remember how you talked on this show in the past about how you had like upstairs neighbors who, what did they do at night? They did something weird at night that was really awful and... Oh, my friend who had the, uh, the friends or the, had the neighbor upstairs neighbors, uh, wore combat boots and listen to techno. That's yes. And, and, and like in, in Florida, everybody is transient. Almost nobody is from there. Almost nobody is going to be staying there, let alone staying in the place that they're currently living. And there is it's like, it's like most likely with citrus. <laughs> There is a, yeah, there is a culture there of not giving a crap about where you live or what your neighbors are doing or what you're doing or how it affects anybody. And everybody lives in their own little private microcosm. There's no sense of community in the most well-formed and well-established communities. There's no sense of community and people do whatever the, the heck they feel like doing, regardless of what other people think, regardless of what every single place that we live down there. Every single place that we lived, we had awful neighbors. It didn't matter what our income bracket was. It didn't matter. I mean, it was it was people that they just didn't care. And they didn't care because they knew that in six months they're moving anyway. And that's just the way that it was. And you had you had what could have been really great neighborhoods that would just were filled with people who like, you know, you've got like the one couple with the new baby and they are out gardening and, you know, next door to them is, you know, this rental house that's got like either, you know, a a couple druggies and a college kid living in it and, you know, a car up on blocks in the front. And that's considered a pretty good neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, That's a little, that's a little general. No, it is not. It is not. Dan, Dan, can I just stipulate that that exactly 100% matches my experience, but there's got to be places that aren't like that. There were, there were some, but they eventually wind up turning into that. I'm not saying that there isn't a little area or enclave, as you would say, that, that yes. is going to be preserved because over time, eventually the right, the right people, meaning people who actually care, uh, somehow buy into it and create a little pocket of wonder. But I'm talking about like 95%, you know? Well, I can give you um, my own perspective on this, which I think, I think is accurate and I think helps to explain, you know... Uh, some of why that is, uh, at least when, again, this is just my color, of my crystal growing up in Pasco County. Um, and there, I, I kind of picked this up. Well, you pick, you, you, 
what's weird is when I started school in uh, public school in 1980, everybody had a Northeastern accent. Like all my friend, all my, <laughs> my, 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 my chums had, were, were, they were all from one of three places. They were from New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Yeah. The tri-state area, they call it. And, uh, <laughs> they were to a person there because sometimes they, but more often their parents or their grandparents, basically there, I, I think there was a really big push starting in the 1940s to sell land in Florida with a house on it that you could buy for very, very little money, make payments on over the years, and then you'd move into that house when you're retired. Right. I think this is how it worked. I know this was how it worked. I'm nearly positive in my um, generation. So really, in the 50s and 60s, some of those areas were... It was very strange. Pesco County still had lots of cows in fields when I moved there in 1980. And by the time I moved uh, away from there in the late 80s, those were all like Walmarts or pizza places or car washes or, you know, Popeyes or whatever. But, but it was still, but what's funny was the people who lived there, it was most of the food, Italian food, lots of Italian food places because people were there from retired blue collar jobs and they'd bought a house for probably $20,000 on, you know, a, a very small bit of land in a subdivision. And they lived on a fixed income until they passed away there and then passed that house on to their, uh, to their kids who would either sell it or in some cases live there. And, you know, even as Florida grew in where, where I lived, it was not, it wasn't getting better after those folks died. I mean, I, I've told you this story before, but it bears repeating. Uh, so I lived in, technically it was called Elfers was the part that I lived in. And, Elfers. Uh, yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. It's got it's got it's got a Win Dixie and uh, and a place to buy orange juice, and um, and when I lived there, as I've said before, Florida had the oldest median age. This is about nineteen eighty eighty one. Florida had the old oldest median age in the country. Pasco County had the oldest median age in Florida, and where I lived, that the town, the little area of town that I lived in, had the oldest median age in Pasco County. So I lived in the oldest place in America. The median age was fifty eight. Oh my god! So if yeah. So, so if you went over to the mall and lined up five people, the ones who could stand the, and put them in order by age, the third person, the middle aged person was 58. <laughs> and, uh, and so, well, why does that matter? Well, a lot of those folks had, um, spent their, their adult years and their family years living in the Northeast. You know, it's, they, they work really hard. Like I say, these are blue collar jobs. Most of these folks had, they paid pretty high taxes on stuff. They put their kids through school up there and they moved down and they didn't want to spend a nickel on anything inclusive. Do you know what I mean? Totally. There's a reason these folks eat at three o'clock because you can go in and get a $3 meal. Yeah. You know, like the place I worked in high school, Tuesday nights, you get a prime rib dinner for five ninety five. Wow. And, and, but that brought with it a certain culture or that created a certain culture. You're, that's who you're serving. It's basically urology clinics and Denny's and because that is where the money is. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about transients, I totally agree. And if there was a beef that I had with Tallahassee, apart from the, the excruciating football culture, it was the fact that there were two very large universities in Tallahassee and they basically treated the city like a hotel room. You know, somebody else is going to scrape off the sheets once I leave. There was no sense of giving anything back there. And so I think, I'm sorry, that's a long, long way to say it, but you're, I agree with you. There were a lot of people who were not born there and had no intention of dying there and were passing through, um, or they just weren't even sure what was next. A lot of people I knew, and that's kind of the culture I felt like I grew up with. But there, yeah, there was not a great sense of investment. There was a sense maybe of entitlement right. and the oh, fact yeah. that I, I own this piece of land and I edge up to this point and no further 
And if I can see that your grass, you know, it, it does become like a Pete Seeger song at times. When you get old people edging, you're going to run into problems. No, and and really is very, and this always kind of surprised me. And it seemed to get worse the further north that you would go in Florida, starting with like West Palm. Like starting with West Palm, as you go north from that, or even, you know, even south of that, to be honest, Del Rey. Like you're talking the, about the, the, the attitude? That, the, the attitude. The attitude of like, this is my land, you know, and you would expect that that would be in like the heartland of America where people are like fiercely like, yeah, this is my, but no, like those places, they'll welcome you in and they're like neighborly and they're nice and they're genuinely nice. And in Florida, it's like you, you like people would feel like they could park their car in front of their house, roll the windows down and spend three, four hours on the weekend with their bass music blaring while they detail their car. And like, that's all right. Nobody should have a problem with that. This is my, it's my driveway. Right. You have no business. I don't care if you can hear my music in your house, three, four, pay, five I doors down. I pay $280 a rent, uh, That's a right. rent almost, almost every month to, to have my car here. <laughs> That's I right. Had, I had precisely the same experience. It's my prerogative if I feel like, dude, look, it's on my property. I mean, that's, that is, and, and it's so common, this attitude of I'm going to do whatever I feel like and I don't care. And it, it's weird because you had, at least when I was living down there, you had this incredible separation of, you had the, the older folks that you're, that you're describing in two different classes. One is like the blue collar kind of thing. And then the other is like the, the, the rich folks who usually lived in condos. And then you essentially had like everybody else and everybody else was like lower or middle, middle class. And, and the, you know, I remember as a pizza deliverer, I worked uh, for, can I say that? It's yeah, no, it's okay, Dan. It's okay. I don't think they're sponsored, but you can Domino's. Go uh, mm. I was a Domino's delivery driver. Were you one of the dangerous drivers? Were yes. You, were, you, were you doing that before yes. they stopped their 30-minute thing? Yes. Yeah, you killed a lot of people, I bet. I No. No. No one... I was hit by a Domino's pizza delivery person. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. We almost died. Are you serious? Yep. Blew through a stop sign. And then they switched drivers. Nothing suspicious. Pasco County. Next story. Wow. Okay. Um, so you were working at Domino's. I was working at Domino's, Domino's Pizza Delivers. Domino's Pizza Delivers. And this is back in the day when you could get uh, two uh, medium <laughs> pizzas with two toppings for eleven ninety nine. That was the big deal. That was the special. Everybody wanted that. And we guaranteed delivery in 30 minutes or it was free. And this, when I'm talking about driving around, every single community with those crap houses I was telling you about, this is in South Florida, they're all gated. So just getting from the Domino's to the place you're going, that's a good 15 minutes because again, everything is driving and there's not at this time, there's not like a Domino's on every corner. So you got to, it's all stoplights. It's all like big, big, almost everything's yeah. almost a highway and has tons of stoplights. Yes. Yes. There's no like those stop two lane roads. Just in passing those stoplights, once you get a stoplight, your neighborhood has arrived because that <laughs> means that you have a big enough thing to be a nuisance in traffic. Right. And if you're big enough, you get a left arrow and that throws everything off. That's right. And so there, now it's 15 plus minutes to get from the Domino's to the development. Then you get away to the guard gate. Uh, who are you uh, bringing uh, pizza to? Um, you know, Mr. and Ms. Smith. Okay. Dr. and Mrs. Cheapy McCheapington. Yeah. They didn't, uh, they haven't called down. So oh, let me, uh, let me try and uh, hang on. Let me try and get them. You say, uh, Smith. All right, hang on. Let me call. And then you wait and he has to call them. So he'd call them up on the phone and then they, they're not answering. Hold on. Um, and then he'd look up the number. Okay. Oh, okay. And he call, uh, there's Domino's here. Okay. You can come in. Okay. And then you go in. Now it's 25 minutes. 
And okay. now you've got to drive through what is probably a 800 house development to get to them. And this is not, we don't have GPS, right? We have well, a map. No, the thing is, we have you a map have that's a, a photocopied piece of paper. You just need to go to, you need to go to fit 15362 <laughs> Orange Avenue Southeast. Right. Now you don't want to go to Orange Street Northwest. <laughs> right. You certainly don't want to go to Orange Boulevard. Or Orange Avenue if you, if South. If you Orange Boulevard, you went too far. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's true. When they did nine one one in Pasco County, there were they found out there were like eleven streets called Orange. Yeah, it's awful. And so and so this. But here is the thing that I found out. It, yeah. And it, it it sounds so awful to say this, but if you're heading down Camino, if you're before the tracks heading down toward the beach, if you're before the tracks on the west side, um, that's the rich folks. You're not getting a tip. You're not getting a thank you. You're mm-hmm. barely getting the pizza delivered. You're barely getting what you're supposed to. You cross over those tracks. All of a sudden, like it's the middle class, you're going to get a $3 tip. These mm-hmm. are the nice people. These were the people. And that, 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 those were the, the kids that I was lucky enough to go to high school with. Spanish River kids. Oh, man. You didn't want to go to school with them. <laughs> Spanish River kids. Well, that was the name of the high school, Spanish River. You, I mean, that was no, that was, to, they were I went stuck to, uh, up I went there. To, I went to uh, Gulf Comprehensive High School. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was a comprehensive Explains high a school. lot. Yeah. It means we have basic math and shop. <laughs> wow. Comprehensive. Hey, you want to tell me about something you like? I can tell you about two different things that I like. Tell me about the first thing. Uh, and you were right about the zero. That is, that is odd. So if you just want to do it. Shutterstock, where you'll find over 20 million Stock photos, vectors, illustrations, video clips. You start your search at Shutterstock.com and, I, and, and you're going to find something awesome. It doesn't matter whether you're looking for something. Maybe you're, maybe you're building a website. Maybe you have a special post on the website. You need some stock art, sure. But maybe you're, you're doing an advertisement. Maybe you're creating swag, as you would say, uh, to, uh, you know, to do something exciting at a, at a trade show. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're an app developer and you want some artwork for your app. They have vectors. They have illustrations. They have tons and tons of stuff. So as you're browsing around you create this little light box oh and they have an ipad app that lets you do this too and oh you put God. the stuff that you want in the light IPad, box ipad app is amazing it's really cool and uh, you you basically create this little light box for yourself of what you want to buy you create a package and when you found what you want you can check they have a 24-hour support during the week uh and every, everything that you could possibly imagine and they they work with and fund uh independent artists and photographers and you name it huge library these are your go-to people and, uh, and, and they really do have an amazing, amazing array of stuff to choose from 30% off. If you use the code back to work 11, cause uh, this is the 11th month back to work 11 at shutterstock.com. And, uh, you can set up a free browse account. So go there and check it out and use the, as you say, offer code mm. back to work 11. You've been spending a lot of time over there. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that they, uh, they were kind enough to sponsor several episodes and I actually need needed and continue to need um, some art for something. And I thought, hey, obviously I'll go to Shutterstock. And I thought, just for fun, I'll see if they got an iOS app. (laughs) So I grabbed their uh, iPad app and it is so cool. It's it's a really beautiful way to browse these things. These light boxes are terrific. Dan, just for what it's worth, to show notes, I just added a link to Florida Images. So people can go in. I probably won't get a lot for Elfers. Um, How about for depressed 13-year-olds? 
We'll check that. But no, it's, it is terrific. So you create these light boxes. That, that's not, you know, they're not the first people in the world to do that, but it's so easy to do. You can go browse the way you want. Uh, I, I, this sounds weird. I like to look at them by, by popularity just because it gives me an idea what kind of stuff they have. And so you just add that to your light box. You're good to go. You can sit there on your iPad and do that. And then when you go back to your desktop or whatever, it's all there. Um, I, I, but you know, the, the web, the web browsing experience is beautiful, but really grab that. Make, let's make sure we put that in notes, grab the iPad app, because if you want to take this thing for a spin and I hope you will just go in, you can sign up right in the iPad app for an account. You don't have to buy anything. You just sign up and you can start adding stuff to a light box. You could just use it for inspiration. I mean, I hope you buy stuff, you know, cause it's, it's a cool site and stuff, but, uh, I really, really go grab that iPad app cause it's, it's super cool. Florida. So again, now you go to this. Oh, so, uh, our thanks to Shutterstock for supporting five by five and back to work. Florida. I don't know why I pause. Go go search on Florida and look. It is like every one of those cliches that I talked about. It really and this is the thing, like people think it's 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 not people getting in fights at a seven eleven. But you know, <laughs> that's maybe that's Shutterstock's, you know, maybe they need some more realistic images. Yeah. But that it's it's not feeling menaced at the mall. You know, now if you if you if you get the kids onto the plane and you fly down to Orlando, which uh is uh MCO, by the way. MCO. You go down Don't, there. And you get you get the hotel shuttle to your hotel of choice on hopefully on Disney property. Oh, or it's even, worth it. it's even, so worth it. Even better if you can get one of their resorts. You will not have to deal with this crap. You will have an amazing <laughs> stay in Central Florida. You will see Disney. You might even dare to go to Universal. You're saying it's like an illusory tube. It just shunts you. It's Right yeah, past all the rest you don't, of the real you don't have to de- You won't even see any of this crap. You're going to have the time of your life. Like, it's going to be great. And yeah, the security line at MCO is long, and it's a huge airport, but you get to ride a monorail. Stand clear of doors. It's got the best, like, narration of any monorail in the world. And Disney is beautiful. Disney is amazing. Disney is truly, truly, and I worked there. Mm-hmm. Truly a magical place. I dated a girl who worked in the Haunted Mansion, before goth was a thing. She dressed. Before goth was a thing. Hit the stripes. Yeah. Like who did Can that? We find back a picture now? of that from from that would, that would serve me. Oh, well. I've got see. pictures. Oh God. Offline. Take stuff. it offline. Haunted mansion. Two words. Two words for you. Yeah. The haunted mansion. Two words. Two words. And a ghost will follow you home. Trust me. Mm. I um boy, this is really bad. We gotta learn to see some good things about Florida. We gotta allow time for that. Um the uh now now when I when I would this is just this is a little rat hole on on Disney World. We would always go and stay at the they, we didn't go to like the best western. We went to the okay western. We would go stay off property <laughs> at some place that was forty dollars a night. Yeah. But but you know what, what they don't tell you is how long like you get up in the morning and now as as an adult, as a as a parent, I now think about this and I shudder. Because first of all, as you can guess, I was a super annoying kid. You get your kids up, you fill them for fill of orange juice, you stuck a croissant down their little gaping maw, <laughs> and you say, let's say you got up nice and early, everybody pooped, you get in the car, you're gonna go to Disney World. Do you have any idea how long it will be between the time you leave the OK Western <laughs> and you're waiting in line for a ride? <laughs> it's gonna be a while. It could be two hours. You might have to pee. It's just Disney World. Yeah, no, no. You're going to want to bring a, bring two, bring two jugs jar. and some Kleenex. <laughs> this is before iPads. This is when you just sat and looked at the map of the stuff you weren't doing. When we see the castle, 
Ugh. It's 8 a.m. and I'm already so angry. <laughs> yeah. But you drive and drive and drive and get in. So I would say, I don't know if it's still the case, but it, but I would say when I was a kid, there was exactly two hotels. You had the uh, the Contemporary yeah. and the... Swan. Uh, no, this is way before that. This is the, or the Floridian or whatever. Oh, it was. right. The, the Contemporary is the one the with, that has the monorail, the Polynesian, that's it. And the Contemporary has the monorail going right through it. Yeah, the contemporary is like a, the Hyatt of a dystopian future. <laughs> yeah. And here's In the, the future, here's, everything will be shaped like an upside down V. Now, for those of you who are living in California, and I guess it's near Hollywood or wherever Disneyland is, where's Disneyland? Is that Anaheim. Okay, Anaheim, whatever. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Uh, Do anything nah. to bring me down. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Whatever. Same thing. Same thing. So, Anaheim, the Disneyland can fit inside the parking lot for the Magic Kingdom. And still have room. And still have room. For two sports stadiums (laughs) and parking for the stadium. Right. I learned that. I learned that from a a tour bus. It's true. That's the parking lot. So just to put this, people who think like, wow, we don't need to go to Disney World. We've been to Disneyland. No. It's just the, and I'm talking the Magic Kingdom. And you got to be specific. Disney World is not the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom is the Magic Kingdom. Disney World is the Magic yeah. Kingdom. It's Epcot. It's, like, it's, it's, it's whatever like they call MGM it's today. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's one. It's one park. And when I was a kid, that was all there was. And then they had Epcot, which you should just avoid. And, uh, and well, now they have that Coke display park. now. What is that? Right? Is that uh, was that Carlos the Jackal who put that together? I think so. Figment. <laughs> Figment. Oh God, Figment. Oh my God. They should just call it the Uncanny Valley. At least you can drink there. So so anyway. Um, but, but, you know, the thing, why is Florida so heavy in our consciousness? Well, I, I don't want to agree with Dan because he said so many unkind things about Florida, except in as much as just from my own perspective, it pretty closely mirrors my own experience. It's, um, I, I'm avoiding using the word libertarian because that has too many like useful connotations. It's laissez-faire. It's a very laissez-faire uh, state yes. if, for lack of a better term. You know, I think in, in the suburbs, there, there is a very insular feeling. Um, I, you know, I came when I, I came from Ohio and, uh, a very, uh, profound, deep Christian church background, a big community at our church that I still miss. Um, a great church, great white Oak Christian church, highly recommended, uh, Blue Rock Road, check it out. And, uh, it was, it was a fantastic experience. And I have to say, um, my, my heathen wife would, would certainly never allow it. But that's the one thing I miss f- for our kid that, that I wish she had that I had was being surrounded by people. Uh, and this is not peculiar to Ohio. This could happen anywhere. But I, you know, just in terms of contrast, uh, it was always really cool to me that like p- there was always this like a really large group of people that would go out of their way to just help everybody out in this very village like sense. And it wasn't just because we believed in, in the Holy Trinity. Um, it was because that's just, that was our group. That was mm-hmm. our like family. And I, even when we went to church in Florida, I never felt that it really felt, it really felt more like people were going to the bank and singing, you know, you come in for a little <laughs> while and you leave. I'm no, and I'm saying, I know, no, this I know exists, what you mean, but, but what you describe. You know, um, boy, what is, isn't there, is there a film or a, or a comic about this? Like, I guess you could think about the movie cars. Like what if, you know, Florida is a whole place that was kind of built for cars and old people. And like you get in your car, you open your garage door, you pull out. And this is certainly true in suburbia. It's, it's true just down the street here, down in like Daly city. I mean, that, that Pete Seeger song, that's the, the, the song from uh, weeds, you know, that song, little boxes, that's, that song is about Daly city. 
which is just south of where I live. There's no more ticky-tacky you know, houses in a row place than Daly City. This is not peculiar to Florida, but there's this sense of like, there's a place that you put your car in that has beds near it. And the, you get in your car, the garage door opens, you pull out. You drive out in, into this little ant line of other cars. You mostly obey traffic laws. You make your left turn on green to pull into the public. So you drive around until you get a parking space close to the doors. You, you, know, you might spend 10 minutes waiting or looking for the right spot. In your uh, you know, so just so you know, just because this will tell you everything you need to know about my personality, I will deliberately take the furthest space in the entire mall just to get out of the car. Yeah, I will. And the thing is, I'm, no, honey, you're going to walk because I, I, I refuse to do that. I used to do that. I told you this. My mom, when she goes to the strip mall, she would drive a strip mall. What is a strip mall? A strip mall is a Publix and an Eckert's, which I guess is now a Walgreens. But yeah, you know, Eckerd's, Eckerd's like was acquired by Walgreens. Yeah, you got an Eckerd's, you got a crappy family Italian restaurant, you got a greeting card store, maybe a vitamin place, a pet store, uh, probably a urology clinic, and uh, Chinese and food. The Chinese food, Chinese takeaway, and you go and 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 my mom would 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 get back in her car to drive to the other side of the strip mall. Yeah, this is not unusual, and so that became for me became kind of emblematic of this relatively harsh atmosphere in which the insularity of your little personal space carrying you from one place to another um it, it really is like you get in a little tube and go one place to the other that, again not 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 a, not a very fair thing to say but it took me you know it took me a while even having lived in Tallahassee in Florida it took me a while to get used to being on public transit where the folks who live in my neighborhood have an extremely different idea of personal space oh, than the typical Floridian. And just, just the, you know, not long ago being in, in Brooklyn and in Manhattan, it was, it was, you know, I don't know how you manage, Dan, just even I'm being fine. It was no big deal. And the thing, but the thing is, is that right away you notice that like these people are very, very used to, and, and not just used to, but accepting and super comfortable being in these situations where they are very, very, much sharing their space with other folks and that it doesn't, it, maybe they like it, maybe they don't, but it's, yeah. it's a fact of life. It's like, you know, you're going to wear shoes when you're, uh, you know, when you're in a public place, like you just come to terms with that early on and you just put shoes on when you head out of the house. Like you don't really think about it anymore. And you know, in, it, it is not like that in Florida. Everyone has their own personal vehicle. If you're a family of two, if you have a husband and wife, you've got at least two cars. At least. Maybe you got a third. Who knows why? Maybe it's up on blocks in front of your house. You're working on it. <laughs> playing playing bass music. Yeah. Well the other the other thing, and this is this is really subtle and, and probably a little bit of a stretch, but um, you know, we, I, I've made that crack about how I think in order for a hotel room to feel habitable, it really should feel like nobody but you has ever been in there. Yeah. Like if you walk into a hotel room and there's a butt print on the bed. It's going to, my mind will go racing down this corridor of all the things that have certainly happened in this room that I otherwise wouldn't think about if there wasn't a big butt print on the bed. But let's be honest, a different person sleeps in that bed every night. <sighs> they make it, I know, I know. See, you just can't think about it. Um, really, phone in the bathroom, really? So anyway, um, but think about that for a minute. Now, when you get on Muni, on public transit, you don't have a regular seat. 
they don't assign. Be, yeah, it turns out they don't. They don't have like a, an assigned seat at your stop. Yeah, well, free. this is gonna be this is gonna be super funny, probably to to, to people who haven't been on the people who have been on Muni. You realize how how really really funny that is because it's complete chaos. You get on and there might be might be some lady with her chicken and sixteen uh, pink grocery bags who's taken up two seats. It might be a rappy kid, but like you know, you may change seats during a, a Muni trip. My daughter and I will move to like maybe we I have to stand for a while, but you get the sense that this is this communal resource and the place where your ass is for a minute never belonged to you to begin with. But when I was in Florida, and so the adjustment for me was when I was in Florida, there was much more of a sense of when I go to this restaurant, I always get my same table or, you know, I like, you might even have like a favorite parking space places. I have much less sense of that grounding of fake ownership when I moved here. There's a, I, ha, I felt part of, even though I didn't own many things, there was much more of a sense of this is my space and this is my thing. And I think, I don't know if you had that experience, but to me that oh, goes much. to your car thing and goes to the suburban yard thing. No, very, you know? very, very, very much. And, and that's, and you know, maybe it's the whole car culture that kind of leads to what we were talking about before of like, this space is mine and I do what I want. Everybody has, and I'm and look, look here in Texas, people drive too. But here, I mean, Austin just has a very, very different feel. Few places that I've lived and uh, places I've visited for sure, but few places I've lived has, have felt like people care so much as, as they seem to here. People really do care here. People are genuinely friendly here. It's a very, very different kind of place. Even though there are some similarities between Florida and Texas for sure, mm-hmm. it, they, they feel nothing like one another. And it's, there's just this culture of it is it's it is like the car culture it's like i have a vehicle it's mine no one shares i don't even like people riding in it you know like it was not weird to say well you know the person who lives down the street from you i and you are going to go and spend an evening together uh you know going out somewhere to dinner and a movie whatever like even though you might be a mile apart and even though where you're going might only be two miles away you're oh you're all going separate you're not driving together why would right. you do that? That's weird. And there's plenty. There's plenty of parking there. Yeah. Well, I um, stayed with my mom a few years back when she had uh, hip surgery, and uh, I was probably at the height of my my annoying, flaming liberalness. And uh, what I discovered very quickly, though, um, you know, Walmart. All us liberals are hard on Walmart. Oh, we we sure do love our Costco, but we ooh, Walmart's bad. And uh, <laughs> we love local businesses, but we also love Amazon Prime. Because we're liberals and right. everything we do is contradictory. But um, <laughs> but cost, but the funny thing about about Walmart is yes, they have taken over. They are the Borg. But you know what else Walmart is? It's open twenty four hours, and right. we found ourselves going to Walmart constantly because it was the fastest way to deal with stuff. There was plenty of parking. I'm not saying this is right, wrong, or otherwise. I'm just stating a fact. But you could go to you could if you were a, like a, a single mom getting off work at eleven o'clock with a paycheck, you could cash that check there, buy your groceries and Christmas gifts. And if it was during the day, you could get glasses. It was weird. It was like this mini mall of human existence. <laughs> right. But, but going to the Walmart like three times in a day starts teaching you, taught me a lot about like where things are there. Um, I don't know. I don't know why that seems important, but uh, what was the other thing with, with regard to the, the personal space and, and the ownership stuff? Um, I don't know. I, I do. I do kind of feel like one of the things I really liked when I first started visiting San Francisco right before I moved here. There was this funny phenomenon that I wasn't couldn't get used to at first, which is joining other people's conversations. There's this weird thing that happens, and like if you're walking through the Castro and you're waiting for the light Castro is an area, an area of San Francisco. 
Yeah, yeah. Formerly Eureka Valley, now the Castro. It's um, it's you know mostly gay men and and some families and and not gay men, but it's it's like the gay neighborhood and uh, proudly so. And uh, but if you're walking around there and lots of great you know places to get your haircut and eat and drink and get my glasses there, and so um, take my kid there for comics, whatever comics Castro Street, look it up. Um, but like if you're standing there waiting for the signal to change to cross the street, it would not be at all unusual or weird to like jump in on somebody's conversation a little bit. It would not be like, creepy. Like if somebody was talking about something, you might go, oh yeah, I saw that. It was pretty great. Make sure you get seats. That's, you know what I mean? Like you might do that in New York while you're giving somebody the finger, but like in San Francisco, it's, it's neither weird nor o- overly solicitous. It's just a thing people do. It's, it's kind of interesting to me. Uh, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen in Florida. You don't join a conversation at the little general. Like that, you like keep your eyes averted. You don't look at people. I've told you before, I've never felt more. I've been, I've been at like sixth and mission at two in the morning. I have been at like Fillmore and McAllister at four in the morning. I have never felt more menaced in my life than I have at a 7 Eleven parking lot at like eight on a Saturday night. Oh, God. And then, you know, it's funny you mentioned the the sense of imminent danger. Yes, always. I I always thought it was just me that I'm so glad to hear you saying this. Like I would go, you know, People just thing. yell things at you. It's, it's weird. weird and it's not, and it's not like, we're not talking about homeless people. We're talking about people who have a car, people who just, that, that, ma- they, that they park on their lawn. Right. And, but there is just like, uh, and this is the weirdest thing. Like I grew up in Philadelphia and I never experienced any kind of, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like you didn't get in fights at the bus stop as a kid, of course, but I'm saying like, I never felt threatened or in danger Walking around downtown Philadelphia, not that I did this by myself, but you know, I was an observant little kid, you know, and I, I never felt you like you didn't feel like a constant sense of imminent danger. But like in my twenties, like going to like, oh great, I'm gonna go to Seven Eleven. It's like nine. Like who are you, grandfather? No, it's it like it, you didn't feel safe here in Austin. It's a totally different story in San Francisco. I, I don't, you know, I don't know that I've done you know like the areas you're talking about because i don't remember where they were but like i've walked from wherever the bar was to my hotel you know that's a 10 15 minute walk like at two in the morning i never felt concerned about that same thing with portland i mean like but florida like same way to be honest i mean maybe i i've only i only went to pre-giuliani um manhattan once but even then it it wasn't like the warriors but but, (laughs) that's right it wasn't mad max if, if i walked from uh, where, where we lived uh, later on, we lived in what I forget what the name of the place was, but it was over by my high school, like over by School Road. If I was School Road, because that is where school is, school is on School Road, <laughs> Gulf Comprehensive High School. Did I tell you about 1982 when they sold painters' caps to benefit the football team and they misspelled Buccaneers on the back? Oh, no. So everybody in my school had a white painters' cap that said Buccaneers. <laughs> Anyway, Dennis Meat, Dennis Meat on Twitter says, "I worked yeah. at a convenience store in Florida one summer. Scariest three months of my life." Oh my god! It was it was it was really the closest thing that we had to a Tom Waits song. It was like hanging out at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a big go with extra chili on the side. And and so if I walk from basically school and Madison to like uh to what what would that be madison and but where the 7-eleven was like there's a pretty good chance i would get something thrown at me or i would be called a homosexual from a speeding car it just it, that's just the thing that happened like like all the time anyway it, part of it was where i lived it, it, the place where i lived it got weirder and weirder but then i have to also address like the living in north florida issue because i was unprepared for i think for how much more like the south north florida is um, oh, it, yeah, it's basically Georgia. 
Well, I, it's true. And like when we had a little extra time and it was the boss's brother coming with us, we would drive to James Brown's uh, hometown just over the Georgia border for barbecue. They had really good um, Georgia, like a certain kind of like, you know, barbecue up there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was something where we could have a long lunch and drive to Georgia and back for barbecue. That, that's Tallahassee. Um, oh, shoot. What's, what's the name? Is it Thomasville? I want to say Thomasville, Georgia. But anyhow, um, but what was weird up there? So, so here's the cliche. And I, I'm just repeating a cliche. I'm not trying to say anything racist. But historically, a lot of Jewish people have retired to Miami. That will not sound racist if you've been to Miami. There are a lot of Jewish people in Miami. And so the joke in Florida for years has been that Miami is in a lot of ways like like uh, what, like Queens or Brooklyn yeah. with, with sunshine. Right. And the further North you go in Florida, the more it becomes like Georgia and Alabama. Exactly. You know, until, if you go to Pensacola where there's a big uh, air base, I mean, it's a lot like Alabama. It's really a lot more like Alabama than it is like s- South Florida or even Orlando. Um, but you know, I, there's, there's, there's a thread through all this and we haven't even gotten to the part that I'm most interested in, which is like, why are we so weird about this? Um, but there, I did, I did feel this weird sense of isolation that I think was not unique. I, I don't, I want totally to isolating, like, totally isolating. Florida, like feel like they fit in. No. You know, I mean, I, you, you can have these things like people who went, I went to a very small college. I, I can came we say the college. Yes. A new college. New in college. Very small, 520 students at the time. And so, you know, you, there were no fraternities. There were no colors. There were no sports. It was just, you know. It was, it was like the island of misfit toys. And, um, but the thing was, I came to really understand why if you went to Florida State, you would try and get into a fraternity or you would join a club or you would become, you know what I mean? You have to develop these, not artificial, but um, slightly synthetic relationships through some kind of contrivance. There has to be a club or something. Right. Like, I don't think you go to college, a giant college, and like just meet people in the same way that you did when you were in kindergarten. You have to form these little alliances. And I think that's one reason stuff like sports is so popular in a lot of places like that. There's, that's really binds together these people that otherwise don't have a whole lot of things in common. Politics. I don't want to get into politics, but politics can really pull together a lot of people that, that, people that don't actually have that much in common. And, and so, I mean, but that kind of factionalism doesn't make us any more feel like we fit in necessarily. It just tells us which bumper sticker to, you know, to put onto our Bronco. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> you want to tell me about something else you like? This could be eight, ten shows. I don't, Dan, we haven't even I was started. so ready to haven't started on back school. to work, and now it looks like we can't end again. Back to Florida. Ugh. Remember, I got hard out. I got hard out. But um, but uh, you should tell uh, tell uh, tell our listeners about something you like. I'm gonna tell you about Ting. Do you know what Ting is? I do know about Ting. I've I've used Ting, and it's a it's a super cool service, and I uh, I really like their website a lot. Ting is it, for those who don't know, Ting is mobile that makes sense. This is no BS mobile service. What they do is they yes they're a reseller of the Sprint network, but what makes them different? Well, first off, they are completely contract free. They don't it, that's a real thing contract free. There's no early termination fees. There's no fees like that at all. They give you the choice. You create the type of plan that you want. Extra small, extra large, whatever. You want voice minutes. You want text messages. You want data. They're all billed separately and you're only billed for what you use. You don't have to worry about penalties or overage charges. You use more. Oh, you know what? I I don't really talk that much on the phone. So I'm going to pick like the, you know, the least I can possibly do. And when you go over it one month, like no big deal, they just bump you up to the next level. 
You pay for it, you use. You use less, they drop you down to the next level and they credit you for the difference. I mean, it's very fair. And they got all the stuff, voicemail, caller ID, tethering, hotspot, three-way calling, all of this stuff built in. It's free. And when you get your bill, you never see any like weird mystery line items. It's not there. They just, it's simple. <laughs> like they charge you for what you use. Then they're required to legally collect taxes. So they do that. But there's like no recovery fees. There's no hidden charges. It's all just straightforward. And you can have as many devices on the planet as you want. They share them, pull the minutes, pull the messages, pull the data. And uh, to add another device, how much do you think? It's six bucks. And you do everything online. You can find out everything online. You can change your plan online. You don't have to, you can call the people. I mean, they have uh, real human beings from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. who pick up the phone and they're really good at that. But you don't really have to because the website is really, really good. So they set up a special page for us. It's 5x5.ting.com. And you get 50 bucks off your first Ting device there, 5x5.ting.com. Go check them out. Our, uh, our thanks to Ting for supporting 5x5 and back to work. No one says like you. Mm. Same. Uh, we got to wrap it up soon. But, you know, if, if it comes up again, I well, will have to do We're going to, this is, consider this part one of 12. I have, you know, and the thing is, right now what we're doing, it's like, this is, this is PTSD. This is a warm up. This is me. Like I, I, I came back from the DD Mal Tiger Cage, and like at this point, I, I'm just all I can do is really just let what's going to come out come out. I'll, I'll figure out what it means as we talk about it later. But I might need. We, I mean, listen, we haven't talked talk. about the weather. We haven't talked about the humidity. Oh, we haven't talked about weather. the the way people drive on the roads. We haven't talked about the education system. We haven't talked about the water with the chlorine in it. I mean, there's so many different things we could go over and talk about here. That's just, we haven't talked about the tourists. We haven't talked uh, about the Scientology. Snowbirds. We haven't talked about the, the, oh my God, the snowbirds. The snowbirds. The worst. Oh. The worst. Oh, I said something. Bridges, last, bridge uh, openings. Oh, tolls. You, you get, me? you get stuck behind a bridge opening. That's your whole day ruined. You know what though? I'd like one of those turnpike shirts. They got, you know, our uh, turnpikes in, uh, in California, they got good shirts too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Don't they have this yeah, cool like, Hawaiian shirts with Florida stuff on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. How did they, how did they, who'd they have to blow to get cool shirts? Wow. It seems like, sorry. Um, it just seems like everywhere else in Florida, you, you wear a dorky shirt. Oh, like brother. a Hawaiian shirt. Sound, that's regular. That's a regular shirt there. Oh my God, Dan. What you do know, they call those talked- shirts in, in, uh, you get down in little Havana. Those cool, they're Cuban and the, you know, Gaya Barras, Gaya Barras, Barras. Gaucho. Gaya, no, I think you're thinking of, uh, Asia. It was the Steely Dan record you were thinking of. Gaya Barra. Gaia Bear, G-U, Gaia, I'll put this in notes. Dan, 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 uh, where can people find notes for the Florida episode? 5x5.tv slash B is in boy, 2 is in the number, W is in work or yeah. women slash well, work, 92. Work or women, we're back to something. 5x5.tv slash B2W slash 92. We all barely of the, talked about parenthood at all. Nothing. Um, that one photo I sent you, I just want to remind you that's uh, Jack Eckert's grandson. Oh, uh, okay. From me. Yeah. Eckert. I mean, you I've felt been like Jack you, you I've been could, to Jack Eckert's house. You could trust Eckert. Yeah, the blue yeah. sign. Oh, Eckert's. We got to talk about Eckert's. I got so many Eckert's stories. <gasps> oh my god, I got stories about everything. Um, but Dan, Dan, can I just leave you on one? I, I just can I leave our listeners with one thought. Yeah, go ahead, caller. I just say one word. Thank you. Uh, first time uh, sartorialist. The shorts. Everybody wears shorts. Everybody wears time. shorts all the you time. Know why? All your you, you have to wear shorts. It's like it's like going into space and going. You know, this suit's kind of heavy. Screw you. Put on your suit. You just wear, you just wore shorts. It's the thing. You go places. People are wearing shorts. We're not talking. We're not talking about shapely people here. 
We're talking, we're talking shorts, big, big, big shorts. This is the way you have to think of it. How can you be a serious adult when you're wearing shorts? You can't, you can't. And this is what we eventually had to have a rule in our band. No shorts on stage. If you look at any photo of my band, we're mostly wearing shorts because it's hot and it's Florida. My four-year-old wears shorts. Yeah, but you shouldn't wear it while you're playing indie rock. (laughs) Like that's like, unless you're in some kind of like joke band, which I guess we kind of were a joke band. Yeah. If you were in Florida, you are a joke band. Dan, can I suggest that uh, we we got we got to wrap this up because I got I got a lot of show notes and a lot of crying. Um, But if our listeners would like to hear uh, more about this, uh, what should they do? Five by five. Just I mean, what if should there be a support group? How about this? Let me let me turn it around. Usually, you say if you'd like to hear more, let us know. If you would not like to hear more, oh yeah, you're enforcing a negative. As you say, I took it and turned it. You can go to five by five. That you should contact. Pick the. Are there questions? Are, let's do it this way. Are there, are there things you would like us to address about Florida? Because I would suggest that the next show, perhaps, if it comes up, if we don't have something else, if we don't talk about my iPad mini, we will talk about <laughs> Florida more. We will answer your questions. We will voice your concerns. And we will do everything we can to give a fair and balanced vision of the state that literally ruined Dan and me. That really did. It did. It did. I, I'm going to be recovering from this forever. It's well, like, it's like, uh, it's like a cat woman. I just, it's not something you just get over. You don't flick a switch. Well, that's the thing is that it, it's, you know, I don't want to come, I don't want to, uh, belittle people who have like substance abuse problems or other things like that. But in, in much the same way, like you can never have not lived in Florida and you're always mm. recovering from living there. No, you can't on Florida. It. <clears throat> this is, you know what? I gotta be honest with you. Though. I think this has been good for me. It's been, is this, has been this helpful. worked out? I'm, I mean, I feel angry now. I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah, it's like eating nachos too fast. But like, once you get them out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. no, nobody said it was going to be easy. No one said it would be this hard. Sunshine state, Dan, sunshine state, sunshine state. I want to button this up. If we, if we must. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>